When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Bo Brock on this audio-only podcast. And Bo, we had a neat, tidy little pod we're going to do. We're going to talk about potential trade options for the Arizona Cardinals. And unfortunately, we have to put that on the back burner until Thursday because uh, once upon a time, a high-profile draft pick of the Arizona Cardinals, Andy Isabella, is no longer with the club. It was announced today, Bo Brock, they cut him. A nice little Tuesday news dump of the former UMass product that was one of the most polarizing draft picks, I would say, of the last half decade plus for the Cardinals. Yeah, and I think you're right, and I feel like... So many years, 34 years ago, you were put on this earth for this day in particular (laughs) to break down. Finally, you know, the thing that was inevitable at this point, a divorce between second round pick Andy Isabella and the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, you kind of scratch your head saying, how did it last as long as it did? And it was just a ton of variables that went into it. Right. As far as injuries to the wide receiving core, DeAndre Hopkins suspension and you know, a solid preseason, but missed opportunities even after that for Andy Isabella, and it's led to his demise. We're finally here. Andy, so long, partner. We get to say it as far as Andy getting shown the door as far as the Cardinals go. Uh, so can we confirm now that had Rondell Moore stayed healthy and the Cardinals, Antoine Wesley potentially staying healthy, do you think he would have been cut after the preseason and this just kind of delayed the inevitable? Man, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, I, I think I think Dorch had earned his role, and and Andy was holding on by a thread, and just kept on. You know, Dorch just kept staying open for him, and here we are. And you know, I had asked Cliff a question after like the the announcement of the three guys who were going to be eligible to return from the IR, and we're going to be in practicing as soon as tomorrow you know, just kind of point it towards Andy Isabella. Like with these guys coming back to the roster, potentially that's got to, you know, give you some, feel like you've got some tough roster moves to make at this point in the season. He said, Hey, this is, you know, there's a bunch of guys that have done some good work for us. And um, you know, it's a business and they know that we know that. And at this juncture in the season, that's just part of the business. So Andy Isabella, you know, it's finally come to a close and you can, close this chapter on the Arizona Cardinals and Steve Kime. And 
now we just kind of need to figure out you know who's to blame for this, Johnny. I mean, yeah. you can look at the GM, you can look at the player, you can look at the coach and the the, the guys that were supposed to develop. Andy Isabella, who who do you feel like is most to blame for Andy Isabella falling short as a top, you know, a second round prospect drafted ahead of so many big names in, around the league? Yeah, I would say right now it's on Andy until he goes somewhere else. Somebody else is going to give him a chance. He'll be signed to a practice squad minimum. I would say this time next week, I feel pretty confident in that. So there's, there's too many injuries at the receiver position around the league. You're a once upon a time, second round pick. Like I, he'll be, he'll get a cup of coffee somewhere else. And if he makes the most of it, that'll look like a huge indictment on Kyman Kingsbury, but I'll put it on Andy first and foremost. Like he, he dominated that off season. I mean, was dominant UMass. He was pro football focused as one of their top rated wide receivers in that class. And then he goes and crushes the senior bowl and has a good combine and so, I mean, it it made sense at the time, but we overthought it all. But I would say probably second in terms of who, who should own this is Cliff Kingsbury. I, I know Kai makes the picks. And I'm not making excuses for Cliff. This was somebody who Cliff wanted. He was on the record. You watched the draft day footage of when they when they took Andy and how excited Cliff was. He went to bat for him. And he thought he would be the perfect complement inside slot receiver for his offense and I mean, listen, it's it's going to go down as one of the biggest fumbles ever, not just because of where he was taken. I mean, it's a second round pick. Cardinals have missed on a slew of second and first round picks during the Steve Keim era. But, you know, I tweeted this out yesterday and we're recording this on a Tuesday. Debo Samuel tore it up on Monday Night Football. And you just think about, Bo, you mentioned it. It's Debo Samuel. It's A.J. Brown. It's D.K. Metcalf. The latter went two picks after Andy Isabella Metcalf went 64th overall to Seattle. And of course he's, you know, say what you want about that Seahawks team. He has been fantastic since he's gone there. And all three of his counterparts, Andy Isabella's counterparts played in the sec. Debo went to South Carolina, AJ Brown went to Ole Miss, DK Metcalf went to Ole Miss. And then you've got guys like um, Terry McCullen that went uh, a couple picks later, of course, went to Ohio state Andy, to me, it just we we outthought the room or we were attempting to um, and overthought it. And it was I think it was kind of like the punctuation of the time second, third round. Let's get cute. Let's go small school. I'm smarter than everybody. John Brown, mm-hmm. David Johnson as kind of pick. But in reality, it's Brandon Williams. It's Chad Williams. It's Andy Isabella. And it's even more compounded bow by the fact that it's the last semblance of the Josh Rosen debacle. You think about the Cardinals did not play either didn't play their hand well with the Rosen trade and were waiting to the last minute to get a haul that never came. So they were unable to trade him during the first round of the draft. They were asking too much from teams. Of course, they take Murray first overall. And then they basically tried to hedge their bets. Remember that day two Friday and Kimes on radio saying, we'll just keep both quarterbacks. You knew that was never going to happen. And everybody said, well, if he goes anywhere, it'll be Miami. It'll be Miami. Rosen's going to Miami. And Miami had the 48th pick. And that's what the, the Cardinals wanted. And then Miami traded the 48th pick. They traded to New Orleans, who took stud center Eric McCoy. And Miami traded down. Like, something tells me, Bo, if they're able to, to get pick 48, do they still take Andy? Or do they take A.J. Brown, do you think? Because I think that's one of the most intriguing aspects of this. It felt like desperation play taking Andy because you thought you were going to have a pick 
like 15 spots ahead of inevitably where you had. Yeah. It's, it, I, I couldn't even tell you if you would hope. Yes. You know, as we're going to see AJ Brown, you know, uh, ironically this weekend mm-hmm. and, and how well he's kind of uh, acclimating to his new team in Philly and that they would, that they would go with this guy who is just an absolute, just specimen. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that, I think that they were dead set on this thing because yeah, the, the video there is, is just it. Those are, that's, that's the, that's a bigger receipt than you receive at CBS. I mean, as far as watching the, the brain trust of the Arizona Cardinals, Bidwell, Cliff and Kime, you know, just, they, they look like they were at the Blake Shelton concert again. And, and, and oh, Bidwell God. was invited this time pumping their fist and saying, Oh, we're going to make th- this guy's going to be a stud. Just just let me get my hands on him basically paraphrasing there, but you know, yeah, I, I think a lot of it does fall on on Andy and just because of the end of his tenure where I think maybe early on you could probably point to the organization uh and, and Steve Kime and and viewing Andy as something that he just wasn't and mm-hmm. ultimately what he's not is an NFL receiver. And, and you've got all these prospects, you know, in this in this class that are your prototypical, like built in a lab wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State, how many guys has that school produced? And, and scary Terry McLaurin is, is sitting there for you to, to pick up if you're scared of, of DK Metcalf and some mm-hmm. of the metrics in the combine. And, and you know, what it, it's crazy how many people just passed on DK Metcalf. So, you know, it's. So all, all parties are to blame here. It's just an unfortunately huge miss for this organization. Another one of them. You hope that now, like who's who's now saddled with that? You know, Rondell Moore, look out, buddy. You better start producing, or you could yeah. be in the same boat. You know. So, but Andy, Andy Isabella, it's one of those things. It was a. I don't even know if you would say bittersweet at this point. It was just a. It was just a relationship that had worn out far long ago too long ago and he was able to kind of pull the wool over the Cardinals eyes one more time with the advantage of a couple different just opportunities popping up out of nowhere that the NFL sometimes gives you because of different, different reasons. And I think it would have been made easier for Cardinal fans had they taken a Metcalf and he would have busted like, cause you can yeah. get your, you can wrap your arms around the fact SEC player physical attributes. Like I want to miss on those guys. Like I'm not going to miss that- on anybody. Is that Isaiah Simmons? Was that the corrections? Like, okay, I missed, you know, a draft ago on a wide receiver because I didn't take the guy who physically had everything you wanted. And then there's, the, you know, the next guy of this draft. Uh, we just don't know how his game's going to translate to the NFL. Like, obviously, speed's there, size is there, physicality's there. Uh, but, you know, the other intangibles that you just can't measure. Isaiah Simmons just hasn't produced and, and maybe that's and I think that's more on the organization than maybe the player at this point. Yeah, and you bring up is is Isaiah Simmons, the new Andy Isabella on this roster, the most polarizing, one of the most polarizing players. I would say yes. I think it, it goes yeah. to him. He carries that baton, maybe for different reasons. But you know, I also want to emphasize too, like the Cardinals were not the only team that butchered that second round. I mean, <laughs> the Colts took Paris Campbell. I had a t- Terry McClellan, the other Ohio State wide receiver. Uh, he's been underwhelming. Uh, Philadelphia took J.J. Ar- Arcega Whiteside. I'm not even sure he's still with the team. You no, know, he's not. 
Mercole Hard- Hartman, of course, with Kansas City, but Mahomes just covers everything up that it it really doesn't make a huge difference. And then, of course, the Patriots wasn't in the second round, but it was pick 32, of course, Nikhil Harry, which, I mean, you can make an argument, has been worse than everybody on this list. And I, you know, the the, the Isabella, the, the impact of missing on Isabella has had a trickle-down effect each of the, the remaining years he's been with the franchise. So what they do right after they missed on Andy? Uh, you know, they got Kirk hanging around and, and Larry Fitzgerald's hanging around. They go out and they trade for DeAndre Hopkins. And then they go out and they take Rondell Moore in the second round. And then they go out and trade for Hollywood Brown. I mean, like we talk about Steve Kime, you know, having an affinity for inside linebackers. But I mean, how many premium draft picks that they've used on receivers? And, you know, say what you want about Christian Kirk. He was productive. I mean, he's, he's going to probably have a thousand yards this year with, with Jacksonville. And I think that was more on the organization misusing him, putting him in the slot like Andy of all the picks, has been easily the the most underwhelming. I'll tell you what is not underwhelming, Bo Brock, is our fine partnership at Underdog Fantasy. We love the folks on Underdog Fantasy. It is my new favorite app to gamble, to dabble. You can search in the app store, click on the link in the show notes, sign up with the promo code PHNX. Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. I doubled it at 200, and I was ready to rock and roll on betting on the overs and unders for tons of my favorite players' statistics. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today, Bo. Four Peaks is the spot to be. We've got an awesome event going on involving Sun Devil Hockey. and Other events are in the works. As you can always you know, hang your hat on the final Wednesday of each and every month and come out, hang out with the PHNX crew and eat some great food, drink some great beer, Kilt Lifter, their flagship beer, Wow wheat you got the pumpkin porter for the season so you want to check out four peaks check them out on h street and tempe stay tuned for more information you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer and of course enjoy responsibly keep the conversation going with andy here and what what do you predict is his his next stop and and how do you think he fares do you think like if it doesn't work in arizona it's not going to work anywhere or can another team and another you know head coach offensive mind revitalize his career I don't. I don't think he's an NFL receiver. Um, I mean, you can start kind of grading on a curve. What would be uh, deemed the success at this point? A guy who had two receptions this season. He had one reception last season. Was mm-hmm. inactive at the end of the the previous season to that. And uh, if he can get on the field, if he can make you know a couple catches here and there, if he can approach 200, 300 yards, then you know, bravo. Or if he, if he can if he can make an NFL active roster. At no. this point, you know, that, that would be huge. I, I'd be curious. I mean, it's most places I would start to think we're going to pick up Andy Isabella is whoever they're playing next. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. look at their schedule. You know, could he end up, uh, could he, would it, I be shocked if he had to, if he visited Philadelphia and, and one of those old moves or mm-hmm. Seattle after that, or, or New Orleans, you know, the week after that. I think that those are probably going to be his opportunity because look, he's been in Cliff's Kingsbury system for so long. You know, he could give some insight just by, you know, walking in the door and having an interview and and talk to some coaches. I think that would be valuable to some teams more so than, you know, what's his upside. Do do teams really view him as upside? I mean, players are faster than ever. Like the, the speed part of it, they're, you get a dime a dozen as far as Andy Isabella's in, in his, his speed ability. So that's not going to separate him from the pack. 
Um, so I, I just don't think he's going to get a legit shot at least this season. He could probably catch on next year and, and have another preseason and pull the wool over some people's eyes and say, hey, man, if he gets enough hay, he's going to be a, you know, a problem. But we've, we've seen that over and over. And I think we know we're wise to that. And I just don't think it's going to happen for Andy. In 2019 at UMass, he led the country in receiving yards uh, and per game at 141 and a half and was named to the college football All-American team. And, and like I mentioned, he was pro football focused, his highest rated receiver in college football. Uh, unbelievable. He had 23 touchdowns. I'm sorry, he had 30 touchdowns in three years at UMass and got on an NFL field, Bo Brock, and literally looked like a little boy that did not belong uh, in a gang, game amongst men. And again, that, that sounds critical, but I, every time he touched the football, it, he made everything look difficult. Mm-hmm. He made everything look like he was going to fumble the ball or miss a first down marker or drop a pass or he can't run routes. I mean, literally, you know, his game did not translate from the college level in any facet. He couldn't he couldn't do the most basic things for this team. Like even if you miss on a player like the, like the you know, Chiefs will tell you they missed on Hardman, but at least he he plays special teams for them. He's the return man. Andy was literally he went from pick 62 to a liability we can't have him on the field i mean the cardinals against um kansas city and against the rams basically had to play him out of necessity and we're just kind of gritting our teeth like he's jumping off sides he's not finishing his go route against the rams i mean that that to me was it i think if the cardinals felt like they they if antoine wesley was ready this week he would have been cut last week after that play and i can't imagine what that film session was like with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury when he just is quitting on routes and you've got mm-hmm. Greg Dorch making, you know, a tenth of the money that Andy's making and he's out there killing himself for this team, picking up critical first downs. It's just everything about him just turned this fan base off. It, it'd be one thing if he was underwhelming, but, you know, he, he still made a play here or there and everybody was pissed about where he was drafted. Literally, there, the, you tweeted something out like he's had 400 yards in four years and he's associated with the Rosen deal. I mean, there's there's no positives to this. They're just no, honest. no. There's not. Uh, he had three touchdowns in his what four parts of four seasons, and yeah, people were shocked to see that he had 33 receptions because you know they they didn't come in big spots. I mean, I, I think there were a couple games early on in 2020. Was it? He had like Andy two touchdowns it? against yeah. the Lions. I think. Yeah, I mean, of course, the the big 89-yard touchdown in his rookie year, and, and that seems to be like the, the lone highlight for the most part. But also think about that draft class. <laughs> Andy wasn't the only wide receiver in that draft class. To, to really get shut out at wide receivers in a draft is, is pretty hard to do at the NFL level. I mean, Andy goes 62nd overall. Uh, was it the first pick of the fourth round, Hakeem Butler, and then yeah. Keyshawn Johnson, who a guy who flashed in uh, mostly in preseason, played some, made some plays early and, and never like consistently after that, and made his way, you know, after he followed Hakeem Butler out of the door. But zero for three in that draft, and and nobody was particularly close at the wide receiver position. So you know, if if the if the plan going forward is to trade for wideouts, then fine. I mean, I, I guess that's you know if you're if you're saddled at the GM position with who you have, you know, the best way to get talent at that position, it's not through the draft. I mean, he's got 1,000-yard receiver 
in what nine attempts I think I'd, mm-hmm. I'd figured out before the draft this year because we were eyeing some guys in the first round that were all off the board before 23rd overall. So it's it it really is is a, <laughs> a dark cloud over Steve Kime. I ranked every Steve Kime draft pick before the draft, and I had Andy I remember he had six. He's had 66 picks, and like there are guys like Hakeem Butler and guys who didn't even you know crack the first roster that they were of their draft class. So, you know, Andy, is not the worst of the worst, but as far as the guys who played and spent time on this roster for a significant amount of time, he was 50th overall, which isn't, you know, and, and it's probably going to be where he's, he's going to land. He's just ahead of Josh Rosen and, and just before Robert Kibichi. So those aren't guys you want to be associated with if uh, in, in Arizona Cardinals history. That that I mean that's exactly where he belongs. He's in that Kim Dichi group. He's in that Rosen esque group. And thank goodness the rest of this Cardinal draft class in rounds one, two, and three look like the real deal. Of course, Kyler Murray goes first overall. You know, it's the best pick potentially in the Steve Kime era. Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, rounds two and three. They they may never be Pro Bowlers, but can, can we get them to second contracts? Can they be part of this new era of hopefully Cardinal success? Zach Allen went pick 65. He's blossoming into a, what I feel like is a franchise player. And then Byron Murphy, which, I mean, say what you want about Byron Murphy. He's been the Cardinals' best cornerback the last two years, and they need, they need him past this year. So, uh, again, you had the first pick. You had a home run in the first round. Then you've, you've hit a couple doubles. I think that, again – the Isabella pick, if it is DK Metcalf, Bo, we're talking about one of the greatest draft classes in, in Cardinal history. We're putting it alongside, I think, the 2015 draft class and maybe even talking about it alongside the 2004 class with Fitzgerald, Dockett, and Dansby. But, you know, hopefully the Cardinals aren't picking that high again and yeah. um, and we get to watch some some winning football this year. And, and speaking of winning football, you can get your tickets right now on the Game Time app for Cardinals hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're a procrastinator, if you're thinking to yourself, I haven't gotten tickets, there's no, there's not going to be anything left. I'm going to have to pay out the ass. No, no, no. Game time is going to help you save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. It's great for you and me procrastinators out there. So if you feel like, okay, this is going to be the game, the Cardinals snap, they're losing streak at home. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through game time using the link in the show description, Bo. I can guarantee you last night was a sleepless one for Steve Kime. Thinking about, oh, man, one last time. I could have – so many that got away. I could have pivoted and gone so many different directions, maybe even outside of the wide wide receiver position, (laughs) but so many glaring names, right? So maybe to remedy Steve Kime and and maybe get him some sleep, OGs could help him out, no doubt about it. They're changing the game. They're the anti-Isabella. They launched their brand new Sleep Edition gummy. You won't sleep on these. See what I did there? Yeah, I you heard it. us right. OGs is flavoring dreams along with flavoring life with two-to-one THC to CBM ratio gummy. The CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. Of course, THC that you find in marijuana. Sleep Edition gummy is in the new Aqua Berry flavor, which is delicious. Highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com and on Instagram at OGs Brands. You can find them at your local dispensary. you got to be 21 years or older to purchase. 
Cardinals made another move today. It was overshadowed. They uh, signed Billy Price, I believe, off of the Raiders practice squad. The former first-round center of the Bengals came to Arizona this offseason, Bo, uh, for a team visit when we all thought Rodney Hudson was going to retire. Um, so he's kind of been hanging out there. He's not a good player. Uh, he, he was he was underwhelming in Cincinnati. Let's just put that out there. You see first round, you see Ohio State, you figure, hey, this must be a stud. Nope. Uh, he's got a lot of critics out there. But, Bo, what do you think it means for kind of the depth purposes on this offensive line? Who's healthy? Who's not? Yeah, especially on the interior side of things, uh, there, there's some issues. Saw it last week. I'm, Outside of the ejection of Will Hernandez, who's who's healthy, you know, Pugh is a guy who can't make it through a full 60, right? I mean, he's – has he, he – was it maybe against the Raiders did he play the entire game? It's Yeah. It's, he, it's, he, it's he, tough. He's on his last legs. You know, he wasn't in there to, to start the season. We saw Harlow. We've seen Max Garcia, and, and we know what those guys look like. And I think some people would prefer Harlow just be the backup center. And then – you also have to wonder what what the uh, the health of Rodney Hudson is. I, I can assure you today, Hudson's probably going to be out for the, his vet day on Wednesdays. But yeah, um, Billy Price is is just uh, some insurance, I'm sure. And will he make it off the practice squad? That's going to be something interesting interesting to kind of follow along with. Or I'm sorry, he's on the active active roster. So um, yeah, just getting some some depth there and, and it's not easy to find. So if you can get a guy, you know, pair him with Sean Coogler and see what, if he can work his magic, but can, can he get him up to speed enough to where he's got to compete, especially in the division and get some tough, tough matchups on the interior of that offensive line for the Cardinals. You just need bodies at this point, guys who are experienced and, and listen, everybody's got problems. You see the Rams, Offensive line Monday night, I mean, it's in shambles. People criticize the Cardinals' offensive lines. have actually been pretty good this year. Via advanced metrics, have given up the second-fewest QB hits. You know, the Niners are down to their third-string left tackle, missing Trent Williams, and, and the backup went out in that Rams game. So, I mean, like, I think we all anticipated Pugh, Hudson, were going to take their lumps this year. Two guys that I don't think either of us expect to be with the team next year, right? The tackles have been good. Will Hernandez has been good, but... Rodney's a roller coaster right now. And then and Justin's body's breaking down. Justin had to be coaxed out of coming out of retirement like Rodney. And so I just you need to hedge your bet. You know, Bowen, you and I were talking off air. Cody Ford, who I think a lot of us assume would be playing, uh, they gave up a nice fifth round pick for him, uh, is not close. He still has a noticeable limp, uh, mm-hmm. according to you. And and he, when you're a guy of that size, I mean it's gonna take some time, and even when he's healthy to get back into game shape. I mean, it's just, you gotta, you gotta have resources. And and again, you'd rather go with a Billy price to come in and substitute than a guy who's never played. And then a guy sure. who's being thrust into a, a playoff race, potentially for the first time, Billy price at least is, has started full seasons for Cincinnati. He's at least capable. And who knows? I mean, Sean Coogler's done wonders with other guys and I'm, you know, I'm not going to go nuts about it unless we're, sitting here tomorrow and, uh, you know, Pew's on IR and Rodney's sitting out and then we might have some problems, but it's a long season. You need depth. And I like the idea of taking a bunch of waivers on former high draft picks just as kind of backups and depth players. But uh, we're going to get to an article that was written about JJ Watt here in a second, but I want to remind everybody, if you're looking to dabble on DraftKings and why wouldn't you new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team, to win, get $200 in free bets if they do. Big Thursday night game coming up. 
You can bet on it. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings. Step up same game parlays right now for every leg you add. You can boost your winnings up to 100%. With bigger payouts than ever, why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. Trick question. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on step up same game parlays once per game day all season long. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details, Bo Brock. And uh, J.J. Watt's been in the headlines last couple of days. And uh, it's not necessarily for his play, although his play has been good. Right. And and this is something we thought that J.J. was was ahead of. But, you know, local media wanted to kind of take their own angle on it. And Bob McManaman of, of AZ Sports uh, azcentral.com talk to a director of cardiac electrophysiology and mm. pacing at Providence St. John's Healthcare Center in Santa Monica, California. And he, this doctor, recommended that Cardinals JJ Watt should undergo a uh, let's see, a catheter ablation procedure to fix the cells in his heart that are misfiring. And the procedure would force uh, Watt to be on blood thinners for two months which would mean no football activity whatsoever during that time. Uh, the doctor suggests Watt get it done now in order to return later this season, really just kind of bite the bullet, miss some time, and then be able available potentially for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. I just think that this is – J.J. Watt was very transparent as far as this, this went, ordeal went um, from the very jump. Obviously, it was close. It was a personal matter, and it was something that he was handling behind the scenes as he – should right you know keep it close to the vest and um and then he he addressed it after the game where he played very well for the Arizona Cardinals in a win against the Carolina Panthers very disruptive and then JJ said that he, he talked to so many different experts everybody that was you know at his disposal and i just think this was borderline irresponsible because i i see mm-hmm. posts from you know whether it's Cardinals Instagram accounts or people on Twitter just assuming that this is just that's fact that JJ Watt needs to go get this procedure done or he's not taking a healthy approach to his own body, which I think is that's wrong. I mean, JJ Watt is not going to somebody who's taken such great care of himself when, when he's staring down, becoming a father for the first time, isn't just going to brush that off and just say, okay, well, I'm just going to ride this one out and see what happens. You know, I think that this is just uh, it was it was a I don't agree with the approach to the article. It was a little too clickbaity for me, mm-hmm. um, and I think that it doesn't truly paint a good picture of, of what's going on and how serious I'm sure that this team and and JJ Watt have, have have taken this. You know, we we try to be taken seriously in this you know digital landscape. Bo and I you know take this take this very seriously. Uh, and we know kind of the perception that media and maybe Arizona media gets from time to time. This does not help the, that reputation. Um, and I, I, if I was J.J. Watt, I wouldn't be happy with this this article being written. Um, we're not going to say who wrote it and where it came from, but I got a couple notifications today, a DM, then a comment on Twitter asking if I had heard something. I said, no, you know, I'm just going to wait. J.J. Watt's in charge of the situation, not the Cardinals. Yeah. Not Michael Bidwell, it's J.J. and his family. And if J.J. wants to sit out games or wants to call it a career, he has that right. He's earned that right. Uh, but he wants to continue playing football, and the people, the medical experts that he trusts, and and listen, it, it's not a, a matter of money, but he's got more money than God. 
He can get the best heart, heart doctors, right. cardiologists, whomever. He can have it studied and 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 they will give him an open and honest opinion. And his, that opinion right now is he is based on his comments post game. Not sure if anybody saw those that he is fine to continue playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if it I, the issue I think really becomes if it happens again, and then that's when he's going to have to you know seek out uh, more opinions and, and get more. Uh, stuff done as far as that can, that's concerned, but in, it it could, but I think he's he's put himself in, in a position to where I'm sure they can handle it. Yeah, and to even kind of coax this conversation where people are talking about your business again and yeah. giving you advice on what you should be doing for the health and safety of your family. I mean, it just it goes down to the original point was in anybody's business uh, until we get a piece of paper or uh, an email Bill Brock from the Cardinals saying we've done X, Y, and Z with JJ Watt, then we're mm-hmm. just going to assume he's going to continue playing and, and continue kicking ass for this, for this team. Um, and, you know, by and large, what we saw on Sunday, I know he had no limitations. Uh, I expect that same JJ Watt to show up against the Philadelphia Eagles. It would be a much welcomed presence at state farm stadium. Again, come out to the game this weekend, cheer on your Cardinals, Bo's going to be there. I'll be live in studio. Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson, Bo, as, as we get set for our preview week against uh, the fellow Bird Gang, Philadelphia, <laughs> and uh, fellow Oklahoma quarterback, Jalen Hurts. So we got more did content you, coming your way. Go ahead. Did, did you see Hurts on the uh, on the Manning cast the other night? Which, by the way, I think NFL players that have been on the Manning cast the next week, their next game, they're one and seven. And Who's got that only win? Mahomes. So this season, so no, actually, Saquon Barkley was able to break the curse. <laughs> oh, nice. I think this season, uh, before yeah. that, it was zero and seven. Guys like Kelsey, Russell Wilson, a bunch of big names. I mean, it's not like they have a couple ham sandwiches on that show. It's not they don't get like uh, guys from tough rosters that are having tough seasons. I mean, they're usually premier players coming from. Good teams, zero uh, and seven until this season. One and one or one and zero, I think this season. So hopefully it's not a twenty twenty two thing that uh, it, they're going to go undefeated. But Jalen Hurts was on it. Did you notice he had a painting, two paintings of himself, and one was Jalen Hurts with his arm around. You guessed it, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> what? Like yeah. in, one in Oklahoma and one in Alabama. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Wow. So, so you like double take. You're like, is that a, is that a painting of Jalen hurts with Kyler Murray? Cause they wore the oh. same number. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma, but no, no, don't be deceived. It is Jalen hurts with his arm around Jalen hurts. <laughs> if that's not reason <laughs> enough to have a stinker this Sunday, I don't know what is you getting exposed like that. I can't pick the Cardinals to win at home until they win at home. I was on an Eagles podcast earlier today, and I think Eagle fans are very transparent that the Eagles could lose this game, that (laughs) that they haven't really played from behind yet or been tested into the fourth quarter. They've gotten a bunch of cupcakes, and and they're they're a little bit front runners. They're kind of like the Cardinals of last year. A lot of similarities. Loaded roster, uh, quarterback that can move on a rookie deal. Um, I want to believe that that Cliff and – Kyler can get it done at home. I just need to see it with my own eyes. It's been so damn long. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, folks. I know a lot of people are asking, Bull Brock, trade speculation. I promise we're going to get to that 
as the week progresses. We've got all of your thoughts, recommendations on who the Cardinals should and shouldn't target. As the trade deadline, Bo Brock, we're what, four weeks out from that? Bad boy. 27 days until the trade deadline on November 1st. Yeah, right after Halloween. You get more treats the next day on November 1st, potentially hopefully boosting a roster. But, hey, it could happen between now and then. You just really have to kind of follow uh, which teams are going to find themselves out of this thing, guys who are at the end of deals, guys who don't fit the future of their respective franchises. And it's it's a pretty long list. There's some interesting names and guys that can make impacts at positions of need for the Arizona Cardinals uh, and, unfortunately, some of their NFC West foes. So definitely stick with us. We're going to be hitting that hard all month long. Zach Ertz was traded to the Arizona Cardinals October 15th last year. That's 10 days from when this pod drops. Just saying, I think I think we're going to get another marquee edition. I think you guys should make us your marquee edition by liking, subscribing this podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Bo and I are back tomorrow. Good old live show on a Wednesday. Until then, we'll talk to you. Take care, everybody. Peace out.